Mic check. Mic check, check. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. All right. Another week in the yeah. books, folks. We talk about this one. We've talked about this several times on our podcast. So sometimes when we say opinions over bourbon, it's not always new bourbon. We're not going to. We don't have enough money yet to spend. (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping for a bourbon sponsor. But 1792 comes in again, once again, for us tonight. And last, and we realized last time we didn't really talk about the bourbon that we were drinking. And it was was Chicago's own Koval. Koval. How about a little shout out to Koval for last week's episode? That was awesome. Great bourbon. Bourbon. Local to the Chi Town. Uh, but seventeen ninety two comes strong, Louisville. Yeah, we love it. The and you know, it's like a special the- place in our heart because uh, it was Mark and I's first time getting to Louisville, <laughs> and uh, everybody we out there into a bar. was like, Mark and I's first time. What are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> bourbon, folks. Bourbon. Um, we were Louisville. at a bar. We did a couple of distilleries, and then we went to this bar and. Uh, we asked the bartender, I was like, all right, man, lay it on me. Like, I need the best five, period. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the guy was he asked, you know, what we already drink. And so we gave him the list of things that we usually frequent. And uh, he brought out five, and 1792 was one of them. And when Mark and I tried that, we both looked at each other like, holy shit, this is a great fucking bourbon. And no, it's something that we had never tried before. Yeah, and we had, we had no idea, like, what the costs were of any no, of these. No, And <clears throat> come to find out, it was the lowest priced one of any one yeah and it tasted way better oh totally yeah so that was the story of it of our Louisville so now trip. i always feel like we drink this when uh whenever we're talking about the realest of things yeah. the most uh closest to our hearts of things and uh like i said like it's been a week right yeah we had a week man had a week and uh last episode we talked about doing this program with the kids that we've been doing so now we're week two yeah we have four sessions completed now yeah Yeah. and uh you kind of had a hard time yeah with the (laughs) kids well i was i was doing really well i was i even you you were dressed in black and i was dressed in white for some reason it was like i was feeling the vibe could uh, good cop, bad cop. You came cop. out of the gate with that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you were all business, and I was kind of having fun. And and then, man, just one time, it just set me off. They would not stop talking. We said this last week, man. They just will not stop talking <laughs> to each other. And and they do this, they do the drill over and over wrong. And it's like there are people in front of you that literally are doing it in front of you. First, all you got to do is open your eyes and look. And then second, shut your mouth and you'll be fine. You'll get it. But it's not all about that all the time. No. And, and, and to, but to us, it is like, to me, you know, when you look at it, obviously I'm being selfish. I want to get out of this, what I want, because I want to prove that I know what I'm doing. Like, I have a feeling that I could be really good at teaching kids um, how to, to improve, be, as how athletes. to improve. Right. Yeah. And, and give them some life um, coaching like skills like and when i say that i mean things like that life can lessons. happen uh things that would serve them outside the outside field, the sport. off the field yeah, yeah exactly for some reason i feel like i have the potential to do that and so i want to prove to myself that that is the case and the only way that i know how to prove it is to like make sure they pay attention <laughs> and and like little do i i mean think about in the moment that they are absorbing everything you know how many times are you driving in your car and 
you don't think that they're listening to you or you don't think they're even listening to a song or whatever. And they're hearing it. Oh, yeah. Because they're talking all the time. Oh, yeah. Brother and sister or whoever it is in the back seat, and they're talking and talking, and you're playing songs. You're like, how did they hear that? Well, it's it's there, you know? And so in the moment, though, you just want them to pay attention, and I just lost it. And I was like, why will you not pay attention to me? And, and their faces are like, oh, my God, Coach Mark, where, who are you? Like, it was, they looked like they you were like me so when I'm angry. scared. <laughs> they were, I felt so bad. I didn't mean to do that. You know what I mean? I was like, just pay attention, please. And they're like, because oh, I had been such a fun, like, joking totally, kid no guy. you were yeah. you were the best in dad mode you had you said the best lines that we've all heard growing <laughs> up i give my time to do this and all i'm asking you to do is listen <laughs> <laughs> and then then they were like laughing again and we were having a good time yeah you know but um i think it comes like everyone out there you know, has their breaking point, you know, and it wasn't a breaking point per se. It was just a moment of lapse where you, you let everything build up, you know? And I think that is what we kind of wanted to talk about this week is this, oh, that, that word, that word we have to live with all the fucking time. Stress. Yeah. Stress. So that moment in time was <clears throat> kind of, you know, my own fault, right? Cause busy job trying to take care of a lot of things. Um, want to be a fantastic father to both my daughter and my son. Um, so you're, you, and, and selfishly, I love football. I love what it, you know, did for me and just got done saying that, I feel like the sports camp is a way that I think I could impact young people. And so of course I want to do this because I a want to do it for those altruistic reasons, but it also makes me feel good. <clears throat> but <laughs> when you try to combine all of that in one little snow globe and you shake it up, <laughs> all, all those specs are flying around and it gets really fucking stressful. And, um, it's my fault because I just, you just try to, do so much it, because you feel like you have to. It's weird uh, when you say that because we feel like we have to. At this age, there's just no two ways about it. You're carrying a lot. Mm -hmm. Like there's no more. There's no more. Like well, when I get older, when I get older. <laughs> At right. this age of like, yeah. you're not young anymore. There's no, <laughs> no. more. Like well, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> At this point, we all know. Let's just let's just have an honest statement here when yep. we say this, right? We all know at this age, you fucking know better. You know what's expected of you if you want to keep yourself healthy. You know what's expected of you if you want to, you know, do well at work. You know what's expected of you if you want to take care of your kids and your home and your family and lawns and all the fucking shit that we have aspired to attain and want for our livelihood for whatever the fuck you want to call it. But while we're on this rock, breathing. <laughs> For the time that we have, right? You want a couple of things. I want uh, a good life. I want a life that I can be proud of. Mm -hmm. And for some reason here in the States, dude, com competition comes with that. I want to be great at what I do. I want to be recognized for the greatness in what I do. Mm -hmm. This can be as a parent. This could be as a 
husband, this could be as a father, this could be as an employee, this could be as an entrepreneur, it could be all these things. And there's nothing to say that you can't be these things. But the fact the fucking matter is, is as you wear all those fucking hats, like your brain is turning to mush daily, right? We all know it. The reason I know it is because we all go to the same things when we're stressed. We go for escape. We go for fucking outbursts. <laughs> we overbook. We overskip. We like, oh, I forgot about this, that, and the other. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, and there's no going backwards. And you and I talked about this. Like, I did some research and I looked up what is the leading cause of death in the United States of America. And it's heart disease. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, what causes heart disease? Cause we go down the rabbit hole, right? What causes rabbit? Uh, what causes heart disease is, um, high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, obesity, uh, sedentary lifestyle. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So now what causes those things, right? What are the, if these are all the symptoms, what mm. would cause these symptoms, right? So you're like, what would cause one to eat so much that they would become obese? What would cause a sedentary lifestyle? What would cause high cholesterol? What would cause high blood pressure? The number one cause of all those fucking things is stress, mm -hmm. chronic stress mm -hmm. or life altering stress. So what I mean when I say that is, I think it was a list of five based on this. I think it was like the Mayo Clinic. And it was uh, a death in a family of someone close. That's mm -hmm. a very like big trigger divorce, a loss of job and maybe like an unexpected big move. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, as I say all that at the age that we are right at the age we are, this is the age where we start losing people. Mm -hmm. You know, this is also the beginning of the sandwich age where we're taking care of parents as we're also taking care of kids. Yeah. And we're still building at this point. Cause I don't know a single person our age who's like, Oh no, I'm done. Like yeah. I got it. I yeah. figured it out. Yeah. So even though you're old enough to know better and to know all these different things, like no one knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm. So where's our guide on how to do this? I remember when I was growing up and coming out of college, I would see all these cats in their twenties and I'm like, man, I can't wait to be in my twenties. And when I was in my twenties, I had a great time. And then I was looking for, someone to look up to in my thirties and it just became really clear. Like your job in your thirties is to work your fucking ass off and get as far <laughs> as you can with as much as you got. Yeah. Yeah. And that worked. Right. But then when I hit 40, all of a sudden it's this abyss. I don't see anyone like in their forties who lives the way I live, who's not stressed who's not trying to figure it out, who's not <clears throat> right. in the weeds, so right. to speak. Totally. And the only thing we could do about it is laugh, cry, or <laughs> fucking explode. Yeah. And so think about that for a second. You, we volunteered our time for these kids, 33 kids. We're volunteering our time to provide them with the kind of uh, games and drills that challenge their mind that challenge their body because we feel that those things when applied to us made great big differences in our lives and how to handle failure how to handle growth how to handle lessons mm -hmm. but as a coach now not as a player trying to provide this for kids you want them to be engaged we're learning something new in mm -hmm. real time on yeah. how to do that with these kids yeah i mean we we've never done this no we've never done this so so we put ourselves 
already in a stressful lifestyle of being husbands, right, right. of being fathers, of fucking being working men. Right. We're like, you know what I, you know what I'm doing, man? I feel like we're just pretty fucking lazy. <laughs> so here's what we should do. Right. We should start a fucking sports camp for kids to work on their abilities to be like great young men and do these things. That's what we're going to do with our fucking non fucking free time. That's what we're going to do. And so they're here, we're doing it. And then the best part is, is we're doing it, but we can't just do it. We got to be great at it. No, Mark, we got to be great, bro. Cause you just can't do it. And that's what I'm talking about with the stress. I think stress comes from a combination of our expectations. Yeah. And then the realities. Yeah. I think everybody out there, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about dealing it with it in the way that you deal with it. I think being just aware of the way that you deal with it, you know, for me, um, I love to cook. I love to come home and cook meals. And on Sunday, I love to, you know, smoke something on the Traeger. <laughs> Shout out to Traeger. Shout out to Traeger. Uh, or cook something on my flat top. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, which by the way is one of the best inventions ever is this flat top thing of all the items you've got for cooking. I have never seen you more like a little kid than when you got the flat top. It is so great. Yeah. So anyways, I love, uh, I love doing that. The other night I made, um, some fantastic fried rice and it just helped me, you know, release some of that stress. You got to find something. There's no two ways about that. You have to find something in your life that brings you joy. Like no matter how weird it might be for somebody else, like people can't, they, you know, can't imagine why you'd want to spend your Sunday cooking. Like why wouldn't you want do whatever, right? Everybody has their own thing. You shouldn't feel weird. Nobody should ever feel weird about something that makes them feel good. I agree. And so like whatever you feel good about, like that's what you should be partaking in when you do have that little bit of free time and you do have like those moments to yourself because every one of us is trying to find it. And there's times when you, you know, probably, you know, if you, if you, whatever it is that you like to do, you should, you should, uh, you know, escape to that sometimes. Now you could say those could be bad things. I'm not talking about, you know, drinking too much or, you know, escaping in that way. But I mean, you should find joy in some things, painting or drawing or, you know, that's why I like using that term, like fills you up. Yeah. I think each day, right. We only have so much in our capacity, right? Cause I, we said this before, man, like when you like, think about this, everyone for a second, when you wake up each day, you are stepping into the fucking unknown. You're literally jumping on a ship and flying into the fucking horizon or, you know, riding your boat into the horizon. And you have no idea what's going to happen today. You have no idea. Yeah. And you don't think about it. You don't think like, Oh shit. I hope I make it. Mm -hmm. No. You're like, here's the day. Here's what I'm going to do. But because of stress, because of our lifestyle, sometimes we start the day and we're half full. Sometimes we start the day. We're a quarter tank Mm -hmm. and the day doesn't care expectations are still there. Things still happen. So I agree with you. I, I would say that we all need something not only to help us escape our stress, we also need things that help manage our stress. And I think one of the only ways we can really manage our stress 
is that when we are truly filled with all the things that make us feel creative, powerful, peaceful, loved, when all those things fill us up and then the stress comes, I feel like we can all handle it. I think at this particular age, with so many decades, so many, with a few decades under us as we've gone through our life, I can definitely say without a doubt that those days are like gone. Mm -hmm. Like my lifestyle is nothing close to what it was in its twenties and it'll never be that again. Mm -hmm. Like I can never see myself in that space again. In fact, everything I see now is 10 or 20 years ahead of me Mm -hmm. in what's coming. And when I think about that, I think that if I'm a reflection of my habits, if I don't take control now Mm. on the best things that can support my health, it'll show on my body, my mind, my soul in those decades to come. Yeah. And I think it's an added responsibility that's hard. Yeah, man, it's interesting that you say that because you opened with um, that you don't uh, in your by our age, we're not thinking about when I get older, excuse me. But when you say it like that, like I've always said to myself, oh, I should start meditating. I'll, I'll do that. Like, it's almost like you have this goal of doing it in the distance. Yeah. But like you have this, like this person (laughs) who's in the future, it's just going to live forever. Who's like living these things. You're like, that person is going to take care of me in the future. That version of me is going to go ahead and handle this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it one day. Yeah. That day never comes. Right. It never comes. Now I will say there are things like um, partaking in these extracurricular activities have helped me, you know, like getting out of of work and saying, you know what, I got to get this done by this time. I'm getting out of work and I got to get to the practice. It forces me to be a little bit more um, productive, I guess, you know, efficient, but I mean, my coworkers out there, the ones that I work with every day might think differently. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm performing as well. Um, lately, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. And so, um, you know, I, I can't say that I'm killing the game, but I'm also, that's also something that I need, you know, and, and I love watching, you know, Tucker play the game and get out there in fresh air. Like shit, man, I don't go outside the building all day. And so, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I walk around the pool sometimes or walk around the tennis courts and everybody's that doesn't know who, what I do. They're like tennis courts and pools. You're stressed out. It's a, <laughs> it's a, I would say though, when you're out there, are you really looking at like, no, 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 no. The that, nature not taking it. No, I, you're what I mean 100% is, focused on. I just life. wanted to be clear that it's not like I live. I, I work in a hole. It's oh, a very beautiful place. Got that I work it, yeah. <clears throat> very beautiful. But, you know, everybody needs as much sunlight, natural sunlight and fresh air that they can get. 100%. You know, so, you know, that helps. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, in this day and age, I don't have those many days left. And so you got to take advantage of them, you know, like I'm not, I don't know when with this injury, it really made me realize that man, dude, never, not one day is given to you, you know? And so you just have to, if it feels right, you got to go to it. Yeah, man. Lately, my mantra, like this kind of brought itself up is like, you can, when people say like, oh, you got to live for today. 
And I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But now my mantra is like, live for today, but you still have to plan for tomorrow. Yeah. And if you think about what preparation does for us, it makes everything that much easier. Mm-hmm. Right? So think about when I said before, like if you're starting with an empty tank, think about this. If you had the fucking roughest day mm-hmm. and the hardest day, like kids were in a bad mood, uh, your wife's in a bad mood, you're losing. You're just fucking losing all day. Mm-hmm. But you're able somehow to suck it up for that last hour of the day. And you prepped your coffee before you went to bed. You got your clothes out before you went to bed. You took a time to like write a little something for yourself. Or maybe you like poured a glass of bourbon and sat there and just really put a plan together. Mm -hmm. Now think about the version of you who wakes up trailing where you're like, I still got to finish these dishes from the night before I got to do this. I got to do that. You're already starting in a debt from the person you were the day before. Mm -hmm. But if you would have prepared now, you're not wasting energy on the thought Mm -hmm. process of these things or the action of these things. And so now you have more energy to put towards the things that you want to put towards. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is to say what I've noticed at this era of our time is the win is in the preparation. Mm-hmm. If you can prepare yourself the best you can, not only for the things that you have to take care of, but the things that you want to do for yourself, mm-hmm. like actually plan those things. Yeah. Cause one of the words that I used to really use a lot was like, we got to find balance in our lives. We got to find balance in our lives. But did you know that when you try to balance it's constant work, <laughs> Like when you balance, when you literally you physically balance. balance. Like if I foot. pick a, if I pick my leg up, right, it's not a dead space, right? It's, it's not, not like, like a, a static moment. Oh, I yeah, got it. no. Oh, hey, this you is- are it's micro <laughs> like movements, movements to yeah, help you maintain stability, are, right? You, like you're so working. Go ahead and try to stand on one foot longer than you stand on two feet. There you go. Tell me you tell me you could. But stand two feet on one might leg. be balanced too, though. People right, are, you know, depending on what balanced. your issue is. But the but the term, yeah. But you understand yeah. what the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So when I think about that, people be like, "Oh yeah, balance." Like it's some easy thing. I'm like, dude, it's the hardest fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> on a bozu ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, dude. Like lately, when I look at the social media and I think about. TV and I think about movies and all these things. I'm like, you know what? I've actually found a lot of happiness in how much no one knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Like it, it's taken a lot of weight <laughs> off my shoulders. I'm like, you know, it's okay. No one no knows one what knows they're doing. Yeah. No one knows what they're doing. But, but but then you compare yourself to Joe Schmo next door, you know, and you're like, man, that guy really knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't believe it anymore. Yeah. Now I look over and I'm like this, man, you look really happy. I hope you don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't break. Oh my God. But I have to say like, it's two things I've noticed in certain trends, uh, over the last, I'd say eight years. Um, I do really like the, uh, uptick of minimalism. And, uh, is it Marie Kondo? Who's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, Oh, I, I, I take joy in keeping things clean and like tidy. They have no idea. It was like a Netflix show. Oh, okay. It's like a, anyway, the vibe was, is that like when you keep your home neat, yeah. it takes stress away. Right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels good when your home is Yes. Clean. But yeah. then like she got a little bit of backlash on the gram because she didn't have kids yet. 
Oh no! I know. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Said, but, yeah. Oh man, it's like getting a dog. It's like I'm your house. Saying. I'm not saying kids are dogs, That's but not the everybody out there, I know. But I want to make this blink because I just got a dog. We yeah. just got a dog six months ago, and I, after having kids, I thought, well, like it's a dog. It's not going to be that. It is work. Oh, dude! It is so much work. Anything and it, living it's is all work. dirty. It's so much dirtier. <laughs> Like our house is so much dirtier, and so like if I had a nice house or nice clean house and didn't have a dog, I understand the difference. Yes, you know. Yes, and and like then you multiply that by kids, right? And you have like another human being living with you, and things just get dirtier. That's it, right? Yeah. And any extra body, and that was my point. Yeah. I was making about being in the sandwich years, where let's say you're someone who has to take care of your your parent, mm-hmm. and you're like. I got to take care of my parents. It's another body. So it's more space. Like I had my family here for a week. And let me tell you something. My household, this is no, this is like a low key brag, but like maybe two or three garbage bags make it into our dumpster. Yeah. Like in our garbage bin. Right. right. Our recycling bin is always full. Yeah. Right. But when (laughs) my family was here, bro. Okay. Shout out to me saving the earth. There you go. I'm over here doing the, doing the hard work. (laughs) I roll everybody. Go ahead. Take a drink. Uh, but when my family was here, dude, the amount of trash bags that we produced, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And it's just a good perspective as like, as individuals, yeah. how much shit we really carry. Yeah. Like you just never think about that stuff. Totally. That's why I bring it up as stress. Yeah. It's like, we are all navigating this blue marble in the middle of nothingness with all of our expectations and all of our stress. And at the end of the day, I really do think if we can get an idea of perspective, and this is one of the things why I love so much that we do this, is that one of the biggest things for me when I was thinking about during the pandemic and we were at this really heightened level of stress between uh, what's going to happen when it comes to our livelihood medically and then when the social unrest hit and I'm like, where the fuck is our country going and all these things. Mm. When it all came down to it, my priorities got really clear. I want to be around people I care about. I want to be able to do real good things in my life mm-hmm. and I want to roll my sleeves up and get it started right away. And so now here I am living fucking five minutes away from my best friend. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working with kids mm-hmm. across the entire Midwest. And now we're like doing these things. Right. And yes, it's all stressful, but then I do like the difference is that the, the stress that I experience is now towards something that I know is greater than myself. Mm hmm. And then at the same time, when I think about our kids' future, and I think the example that we set mm-hmm. for not knowing what the fuck we're doing, but telling, like, I tell my sons all the time, I'm like, look, you don't know everything, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking know everything. <laughs> what? I'm like, yeah. Every day, I love saying this. I was like, I have never been the father of a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old before. This is me doing it right now. This is me learning as we go. Yeah. And of course, my boys, you're doing a great job, dad. Oh, man, thanks. <laughs> but every day I'm fucking like, is this really going to fuck you up in the long term? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just doing the best I can. And I think if we all do that, if we all remember that we're just doing the best that we can. Look, man, I know that we have bosses and people that come down on us on a regular basis, having all these expectations of the things we can do. And 
I think the two hardest things that you can do, and I always say it, right, is to mm-hmm. keep a good reputation and then lose a bad reputation. But the other two really hard things to do <laughs> yeah. is, one, to be honest with yourself if you're really doing your best. And then the second hardest thing to do is to give yourself credit for doing your fucking best. Mm. Yeah. And I think that if we did, then it would take some of that stress off of us because you would actually see, like, dude, I step up every day to do the best that I can. Even when I'm at half tank. So I think sometimes we measure ourselves against when we're at a full tank and we're like, man, I got a good night's sleep. I prepared. I did all these things. And then some days you're measuring the Theragun yesterday. (laughs) Right. Why does my hip hurt? And then some days you measure yourself against like, (laughs) man, the last three days I've had one meal and I've done this and like all these stressful things. And you're like, why am I not doing better? (laughs) Why would you even ask yourself that question? Why can't I I step up? Yeah. Yeah. The long and short of it is that is like all of this, dude, is difficult. But I, again, go back to the point about those two hardest things is one, being honest that you're doing your best, but two, the credit thing. Yeah. Let me be straight, y'all. For all the people that we've lost, if you woke up and faced the unknown today, which we've all done, and you're able to go to bed and put your head on the pillow and be like, I got to this pillow, you fucking won. You did it. You made it. Now, it may not feel like you made real significant progress or you may not feel like you've found a solution to some of the problems that you have in your day-to-day work life, et cetera, but you still got the fuck up and you faced the fucking battle. And that's the part that I always think about with us. How many times did you and I used to laugh when like all hell was breaking loose with some of the things that we had done and you and I start giggling and be like, (laughs) this is a fucking shit show. I can't wait to fix this problem. <laughs> and then at the end, we come out the other side and we're like, did you just see what we did? Like one of my favorite stories, Dana, she goes, <laughs> shout out to Dana, shout out to Dana Mattis, uh, Indy. Yeah. Uh, we open her studio and Willie and Willie. Oh, hey, yeah. You, Willie. And the twins. Yeah, Let's the get it all twins. out there. Oh man. Um, we were opening the shred in Indy and the water heater wasn't working. This yeah. is like, a, we're opening a club for Christ's sake. It's like all the things that were coming wrong. And for some reason we come to the water heater and you and I were like, nah, we're not walking away from this. An extra hour in the studio while everyone else is at happy hour. And we finally figured it out. And you and I, when we finally got it, the water heater working, the water heater, we got hot water, everybody. <laughs> you and I were like, we had discovered fire and shit. <laughs> But I think you should celebrate that yeah, shit. Yeah, you should yeah. celebrate the moment that you're like, I solved the fucking problem and yeah. did this. I don't think, I think the responsibility of every human being is to celebrate the fuck out of your wins. Pick yourself up after your losses. The stress is inevitable. You got to find the great moments where they are. And they're only going to be in these small in-between moments. And if you get big moments, take them. But it's all temporary. It's all temporary. This, and that's the part that just breaks me, man. It's because yeah. like, I know as much as we're like happy doing all these things, there's just more that we want for ourselves. There's more we want for our family. There's more we want for our friends. And I'm like watching all of us and watching all of our wheels spin when we're hanging out. I can see it on everyone's face, like sitting there stroking their chins and like trying to find this solution to like all the things that'll just make our lives better. But I really do think not that it doesn't get better than this. It's just like, this is as we're in it, it 
for the moment. And all we can do is make the best of where we are. Right. And as we continue to do that, it makes our lives as a whole a lot better. Mm -hmm. And then we find solutions to some of these issues or we find opportunities when they're there because we're paying attention to those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my favorite, that was well said, man. Um, my favorite line is, um, this too shall pass. It is. It's my favorite, man. It has actually taken me out of a lot of dark mental places is knowing just true the statement that everything is temporary. Yeah. It'll pass. But I love the two parts of that. I love that if you're in a great place, you should embrace it because yeah. it won't always be there. Right. And if you're in a bad place, don't let it break you because it won't always yeah. be there. Yeah. And I say all that, right? But it's hard when you're in the fire. It's hard when you're in the mix. Yeah. But you still woke up and fucking faced the unknown. Amen. But I don't know, man. I, that's like, look at us. Hey, man, you want to get together and start recording and just fucking telling stories and telling about things that I don't know that we've experienced? Yeah, bro, I'll take a chance. You want to go through eight weeks of bad fucking audio <laughs> in the process? Eight. Yeah, bro, let's do it. It was like it. three months. It was let's like, do that shit. Oh, my God. Because there for a while, we didn't do anything. You know, we just yeah. put it off. We are like, let's just, let's just hang this up for a little bit. But right. Got back at it, man. And that's what I'm saying, man. Is that you gotta like, get it back up? It's you just Rocky gotta get Balboa, back up, baby. bro. Rocky Balboa. It's how much you could take and keep moving forward. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love well, it. Well, I think that's a wrap. Everyone out there, keep fighting the good fight. Don't forget what you're fighting for, and find something you love. Fucking a, bro. Love you. Cheers, man. Cheers, love you too, buddy.